Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to our real first episode of the Fungo Banter Podcast, the Pacific Northwest Edition. Uh, first episode, we released the pilot the other day, but our first episode today, pretty pumped. Our guy that's joining us, a really close friend of mine, fellow Wildcat at Central, and now the head coach at St. Martin's University in Lacey, Washington, Kelly Gow. A lot of guys, you guys in the Pacific Northwest know Kelly. Uh, super pumped to have him on, and he's not just the first guest, but he's also the co-host of this thing. Super excited for that, co-hosting along with uh, Coach Jason Jarrett there at Tri-Cities Prep, who will be on later this week. We talk, Kelly and I talk about, you know, how the how the seasons have gone so far, the bummer of, of when this thing got knocked down for us, and the seasons got canceled for those guys, and, and we touch a little bit on the high school side of things and when it got postponed. We are talking about how we're handling everything, how we're dealing with our teams, and just a lot of things. I think every single coach right now that's listening to this is going through the exact same motions as we are and how the season's gone and how the season, you know, the bummer of not having baseball this spring. A lot of you probably haven't had, just like me, we've never had this week off or these weekends off this time of year because we probably went straight from playing right into coaching. And it's kind of hard to deal with it right now. So great, great interview with Kelly. We go over all that's going on, how he's dealt with it. Tells a couple of funny stories about his squad right now and, and we move on and tell about the future of the podcast. So go ahead, share this. We are on Spotify right now. We'll be on Apple Podcast here shortly. Follow us at Twitter at Fungo Banter PNW. Tell everybody about it. Share us on Twitter. And we'll let you know when these free hats get get handed out. We'll, uh, we'll go scooting right on. So without further ado, let's bring Kelly Gow on. All right, Fungo Banter fans, we are here with our first I don't know if I should necessarily say guest of the podcast because he's going to be a co-host with us, but joining us on the phone today, head coach at St. Martin's University in Lacey, Washington, Kelly Gal. Welcome, fellas. Thanks for having me on, big country. That's right. um, good to be with you, and uh, hello from, from DuPont, Washington, just north of, of Lacey, Washington, the home of the Saints, St. Martin's University. Well, we're certainly happy. I know that I was glad that you pushed the issue with this. Uh, you and Coach Jarrett, who's going to be joining us here in the next few episodes, but uh, pushing the, the the baseball podcast, especially the Pacific Northwest Fungo Banter. I know it took us lots of bantering back and forth of getting the name figured out, but uh, we finally got that going. I'm, I'm super pumped to get this thing rolling. Big time, yeah. I mean, the name, everything's in the name. If you don't feel like you've got a good name about things, then... Uh... It's hard to roll with it, so we got a name. Yeah, we got a direction. We're ready to get this thing rolling. Absolutely. You know, unfortunately, what drove us to doing this was uh, the situation that we're all living in right now in the baseball. Well, the whole world actually, and but specifically our listeners in the baseball world of this whole uh, shutdown right now in the in the coronavirus. And and you know, I think my goal when we were talking about it was to give someone an opportunity to get away from all this and and I guess you're still gonna be thinking about baseball because we're talking about but give us an opportunity to get away from it all and just get back to the the fraternity of listening to all the baseball coaches like you were talking about yeah for sure I I think uh I think that coaches were used to we're used to having to be adaptable and uh it's been a definitely been a big challenge on all of us to be able to adapt to a situation like this and uh to be able to make the most of the opportunity and uh, really appreciate what you have and, and maybe what you lost and kind of brings out that rejuvenated interest and 
and the purpose of things and why we coach and uh, our purpose of, of teaching and instructing and all those things. So uh, I know in time, it's definitely going to help us all out to uh, bring out some some really good and the best of us and excited to get back going whenever that opportunity comes. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's staying safe and, and keeping those around us healthy. Absolutely. Well, before we get too much into that, you know, let's get into where Kelly Gal, young Kelly Gal, where did he start at? Where did where did this Kelly Gal have to go to get where you're at today? Yeah, so uh, he started out in Windmill, Washington, was the hometown. Um, had an opportunity to play with a uh, great program there with Terry Agnew at, at Windmill High School and, and learned some great, great things from him. And uh, after after senior year, didn't really have a ton of opportunities. Had some buddies that uh, were going to continue playing at Spokane Falls uh, Community College and um, didn't really have another place to go. So I saddled up with some buddies and headed over there and um, enjoyed my time in the JUCO ranks, the NWAC system. So a lot of Northwest uh, coaches and players have found to be really fruitful for themselves. So had a chance to play there for a couple of years. Um, same situation, didn't, uh, have a ton calling my way, but, um, knew someone that was going to go play at central Washington, a connection from, from high school baseball and, uh, ended up going out there and, and trying out for team and, and meeting people like yourself and was very fortunate to, to make the club there and, and have a couple good years to finish the, the career out. So that was playing career for me uh that kind of after graduation i know all of us as players go through that transition of of kind of what's next and trying to figure out you know what my purpose is what my calling is um some stay in the coaching ranks which wasn't initially on my my radar i got into uh to teaching a little bit and was going to be a phys ed health teacher in the high school ranks and maybe pick up coaching some somewhere along the line, but through a connection of a, a coach uh, at central Washington, uh, Tanner Swanson, who's now the catching coordinator at uh, or with the New York Yankees. Uh, another interesting story, which I'm, I'm sure we'll dive into at some point in time, but uh, Tanner after coaching, coaching us at, at Central Washington, uh, moved on to, to UW, the University of Washington, and uh, and ended up as a student assistant himself. Uh, he moved up the ladder to director of operations and then volunteer assistant. Um, and with him moving up that ladder, it kind of made an opening with the, uh, the student assistant position and uh, was able to slide in there after central um put that physical education school health uh, dream on goal or uh on hold i should say and uh and kind of slid over there for a year uh got into coaching there a little bit got to work with with some guys and throw batting practice and work with infielders and bunchers and those things and and really started to, to fall in love with the coaching craft um kind of that yearning of, of wanting to get to that next level of coaching and, and the more information and 
that higher level of thinking and learning um, that that provided for me was kind of that rejuvenation of, of baseball and um, really fell in love with it. Um, got into a, a master's program there the following year, um, got a degree, got to stay on for two years with them, uh, which was a phenomenal experience, which we'll I'm sure dive into further here soon. Um, got to go to a regional, um, feel that that vibe um, with them. Um, and then after that second year, kind of back to after high school, after junior college, after four-year college, not knowing what was next and had an opportunity to move down to Fresno to be a volunteer assistant at Fresno State University, a very storied program. Um, another great learning experience to kind of expand my knowledge and an experience and was there for a year and, and then had another opportunity to come back up to the Northwest to the roots and, um, become an assistant at St. Martin's, um, which allowed me to kind of expand again on, on responsibilities and, and duties, got into recruiting, got into, uh, having some direct responsibilities for position groups and hitters and things. Um, and then uh, a few years into it, um, I had worked myself up to um, a higher-end assistant coach, um, associate head coach position there at St. Martin's. The same year that we had a, a unfortunate passing of, uh, of Ken Garland there at, at St. Martin's. And it was a very trying time for, for us as, as coaches and players and had to work through that. Um, through that event and, um, you know, kind of pulled through and, uh, then have an opening at the end of the year with that position interviewed through it. I was very fortunate with our department and school that they, uh, they wanted me to stay on and, and, uh, and here we are a few years later and, um, really enjoying where we're at and, and the opportunities I get to work with players and, and have a great staff and great group of guys I get to go to work with every day and, makes this thing that much more enjoyable. I know that was really a, I know a little bit. I got to know coach Garland through you. I was really unfortunate what happened in, in his passing. Yeah, just a, a really tough, uh, tough deal. And, and I think some of the things that we, we go through today, I'm still able to draw on the, the experiences and the, and the stuff that he taught me throughout that. Um, we had another passing just recently of a, one of our actually monks on campus who was a very strong supporter of, of Saints Athletics and was the uh, was the individual to say to say a prayer on that day after passing and, and was able to speak at his his service on campus, which was uh, really a, a tough day. But but um, yeah, we, we continue to move forward and, and but 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 definitely draw back on on those things that he taught us and and I think a lot of it's just kind of that love and enjoyment for being out the field and and having laughter and not being too afraid of. Uh, taking yourself too seriously at times and really enjoy what we're doing. And, and it's uh, kind of what drives us on a daily basis. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> I know I was very fortunate that you came to central cause I was able to meet you there and, and create a friendship with you. That's lasted for, for quite some time now, but well, yes. Where were you, you know, when this whole thing happened, when the, you know, we kind of knew the coronavirus was, was in the, in the States, but where were you when, 
you heard the news of the shutdown when the GNAC and NCAA shut down. So it was a Thursday. I couldn't give you the exact date because uh, once we get into the season, it's it's uh, practice days, game days, travel days. It's mm-hmm. not specific dates. So it was a Thursday. Um, we were traveling to a conference series at Northwest Nazarene in Nampa, Idaho. Um, would have been about an eight, nine-hour bus trip for us. Um, as soon as we started getting going out of Lacey, Started to see the Twitter news um, of Pac-12 delaying their season, of the FCC delaying their season, of other conferences on the West Coast starting to delay things. And uh, it was an unfortunate thing because you're sitting there on a bus traveling to what you thought was a a regular conference series. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, when is this trickle down going to happen? At that time, our GNAC conference, uh, athletic directors and commissioners were talking. I was in communication with them, and they're waiting on a pre- uh, vote from the presidents in our conference of, of how we we're going to move forward. Um, so we're kind of in this hold pattern. We got to Vancouver, uh, about two hours down the road. Uh, our athletic director instructed us to uh, pull over. Uh, treat our guys to a good meal and wait for news to kind of fully happen. So we sat down at Olive Garden. We probably rang up one of the biggest tabs that we may have ever had in our, our uh, team's travel history. But our guys had a great meal while we waited for things to happen. Um, I stayed on the phone in communication with kind of everyone and uh, finally got the word that, that we were suspending things for for a few weeks. So, uh, really tough to, to tell that to the group at the time, um, that we were turning around and going back to the campus. Um, just really tough, tough kind of moment for us. I did. <clears throat> I know a lot of coaches had to do that exact same talk. And I had the talk with my kids after, um, I sat through a staff meeting when the governor governor came out and said that they are, are pausing school till April. Well, it was a 27th or whatnot, but, that was a heartbreaking mm-hmm. conversation and, and I should have composed myself better. Cause as soon as I walked around the corner of the room, the kids looked at my face and they just, I saw five seniors all going to be starters. Just eyes start watering up. I mean, were you having that same reaction with your kids? Yeah. Yeah. It was tough. Um, we, we tried to handle things at least in stride in the moment. And we talked about earlier, just kind of taking the hands dealt to you. Um, told them we didn't know a lot at that time and we, and we really didn't um because right at that point in time things were just kind of in delay um so that day we we tell them we're going back the weekend was canceled um we got back to campus we unloaded and i brought all the seniors in together um in the room and just kind of took their input of how we we're going to move forward um how they wanted to move things forward we talked about keeping practice as competitive as possible, doing as much as we could to make up for some of that lost time. Um, but little did we know that just two days later that uh, our entire season will be taken away from us uh, was really tough. So it was kind of this trickle-down effect that kind of all rolled downhill of, you know, initially it was just a delay, you know, then it was a couple weeks, uh, and then the whole thing gets taken away. So, a lot of those conversations continue to today with them. 
Um, pretty fortunate that the NCAA has allowed uh, those seniors as well as the underclassmen to get their year back. Um, but it's kind of created a, a really tough situation for not only our school, but, but a lot of other coaches that I've talked to in the Northwest that we stay in, in contact with that are really trying to figure out what's next. Um, you know, will seniors be able to stay? Um, how is that financially going to work? How does that impact the guys that are coming in next year? Um, as well as the potential other guys that we would have brought in from a junior college standpoint or, or high school guys that, that might have uh, really bumped up this spring and, and showed that their worthiness of being able to play right away at, at our level. So a lot of that still continues. It's really a day-to-day basis. And I think we're all kind of in a, a mode of just trying to work together to figure out what's going to be the best for, for our programs and our players moving forward. I know that's going to be really interesting how that pans out because it's almost creating this log of backlog of players. Yep. And yep. Yeah, I think it's definitely a big challenge of uh, of deciding what's best. You know, you want to take care of your seniors that have put so much into your program. Um, at the same time, you know, there's a lot of kids that are reaching out that are, are trying to look for next opportunities. And and right now we still have a ton of information. Um so as we move forward, we'll we'll continue to get some clarity and and just kind of hopefully you know be able to move forward once we are able to get back started here soon. Absolutely. Well, let's let's jump right into that next question. That's like, what are you? How are you keeping in contact with your team? How are they handling all this as a you know right now today a week or week and a half or two weeks in? Yeah. So they're I mean they're staying busy. Um, you know, just as of today. You know, a couple hours ago, um, our, our governor in Washington put an order in that we're supposed to stay in and, and stay hunkered in. And got an email after that that um, our campus is encouraging guys to to uh, move out of campus or all students to move out of campus um, and offering some opportunities for them. Um, you know, but at the time, you know, there was a good chunk of guys that were staying on campus, hopeful that we were able to get practice back started again, um, able to work out in their recreation center, get lifts in, be able to hit on their own. Um, and then orders were put to to close down some of those facilities. Um, actually, they, they got themselves in a little bit of trouble with uh, going home run derby on the softball field, <laughs> the softball. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, got an unfortunate call from our, our softball coach saying that there was a bunch of uh, men baseball players on their field um, wrecking havoc. So they tried <laughs> to stay busy. You know, I, I think, as you know, as a, as a former, you know, student athlete, we, we try to keep our minds occupied with athletic things. We want to stay competitive. And that's all that they were trying to do at, do at that point in time. Um, and just, just kind of stay in that competitive vibe. <laughs> um, but since then, um, you know, we've, we've encouraged our players since, since we've had practice and, and competitions taken away, we've encouraged our players to go home to their families. Um, you know, we're pretty spread out from Hawaii to Arizona to California to, to deeper parts of Washington and Oregon. Um, so we encourage our guys to go home and, um, now they're on workout plans and stuff like that to stay in touch, to stay in shape. And, um, our goals are for them to kind of continue to move forward and, you know, now we're kind of looking forward to fall ball and and 
you know, that next opportunity we get together. Right. Well, I know for our guys, it's been a, a group Snapchat trying to make sure that I, <clears throat> I guess I'm a, I, I'm a high school coach, but I farm for my main living. <laughs> and uh, I make sure that there's a nice 7 a.m. text message or Snapchat sent out to the group of guys saying, wake up, fellas, don't, don't take this day off because, you know, college, it's done for the year, but high school, the WIA has given us a chance here in Washington. And if, if the schools open up at the, at the right time, we're going to get somewhat of a season in. So mm-hmm. uh, I know that I've, <clears throat> I even started doing a YouTube channel and given the message, I gave one message there day yesterday out to the kids. Hopefully that can, you know, I've signed a contract for three months to work with these fellows and I want to mm-hmm. impact them some way. I don't know how, I know yesterday's message was base control you control and trust your sources that you're reading when you're doing everything. But uh, right, I know it's, I was. So really, how, how have you handled it with? Uh, you know, I think a senior for you is a little different than a senior for us. I know that only a small percentage of high school student athletes will have the opportunity to go on and play college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the seniors at at your institution that was kind of their their last chance of playing athletically for a school. Um, right. Have you found that to kind of be a, a tougher thing to deal with with them than, you know, when you finish your playing career at Central and and know it's the furthest you could go? I mean, how, how has that been from a high school standpoint with those seniors? It's been, you know, it's been heartbreaking, I think, for them and the coaches knowing that, you know, we're lucky enough we have one guy that's going to move on and play college ball from our team. We're mm-hmm. a small school in Washington. And knowing that there's a – a strong senior group this year who's put a lot into our program and been through the lows and, and helped get this thing built back up. And, you know, there's a couple of them that I, I thought that if they would have had a good year, there might've been an opportunity to go walk on somewhere, but it's, it's really mm-hmm. heartbreaking. And I told the guys moving on, I said, you know, this is, this is terrible for you. You've lost your senior year, but at least you have another, another chance to go play a couple more years. And right. It breaks my heart because I knew I was lucky I don't know if you'd say lucky enough, but I knew when my last at bat was, and it was at the very end of our season at Central. Well, these guys didn't even have their last at bat, and right. that was just that just breaks my heart. And I just, I just hope that there's a, a something comes out of this, and everybody gets healthy, and that this can come back because uh, it's it's tough to look a kid in the eye. And I had one of my players call me after the governor's talk today, saying, "Is this is that good or bad? Or do you think we'll have a chance after what he said?" <laughs> and, I had to talk him in, you know, it's, it's going to be it's the best thing that can happen is everybody gets healthy. And I think this two week shutdown lock in is going to be in the right direction, hopefully. So, uh, no, it's definitely has not been easy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of turned into a, a teachable moment for us, for not only the seniors to continue the rest of their life, but, but some of the other younger players in this, uh, in our programs, you know, for us, and, and I know probably for you, for, I'm sure um, that, you know, we talk about it all the time that you never know when, when that last day is going to be, uh, whether that's injury happening, something at home, something really out of your control that can happen and, and really taking the best of your, your opportunities and trying to really run with it. Um, so we're hopeful that some of those seniors can come back for us next year. Um, but for the younger guys, I think there's that kind of that renewed, uh, rejuvenation for coming back in the fall, knowing that, you know, something like this can happen at any point in time. And, um, we just kind of, kind of keep moving forward and, and go full effort in every opportunity that you get. 
Absolutely. You know, when I believe it was, we got the news of the shutdown on a Thursday or yeah, Mm -hmm. Friday. Um, And the Thursday practice, I was kind of, I was feeling frustrated. I just knew in my heart that this was going to get stopped. I just had this feeling that we weren't going to play anymore. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that, and it kind of a bittersweet because that Thursday, we probably had one of the best practices we've ever had because right after we Mm -hmm. got done run, stretch, throw, and I brought the whole team in, I said, you know what, fellas, we are not guaranteed tomorrow. And I have no idea what's going to happen even at the end of this thing. But what can we control? And that's exactly how we're going to play today and what we can do in the now. And I don't care what the future is going to hold because we can't control it, but we're going to control how hard we practice today. And we turned into the one of the best practices we've ever had. Sad part was I was right because it did. It was it was done the next day. We, yeah. we fortunately yeah. got to – well, we had a snowstorm on that. It was snowing. We got told our season was postponed on that Friday. And we just ended up playing – a a game of touch football in the football field just because the kids, I could tell they needed a day just to regroup. And then we held an optional yeah. practice that Saturday and we had the full team show up and that made it even hurt even more because we have a dedicated school yeah. this year. Yeah. I think it was harder on, on you guys too. I mean, we had, we had the opportunity to get in uh, about 16 games into our season. We were about a third of the way through. Um, we know a lot of the high school teams really didn't even get a chance to compete. You know, so we're sitting here in this uh, what what could this year have been mode when when you kind of didn't really know what you had, um, didn't get a jamboree, didn't get any type of of uh, kind of non conference scrimmage games under your belt. Mm-hmm. Um, it was tough because I think we were we were feeling pretty good about the group that we had, and and um, now it's kind of up in the air of of, uh, of what type of team we're going to have moving forward and who's going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just it. We had, we have a small t- a small school that we don't usually play a lot of summer ball. And we had played a full you know schedule last year for us, and we were senior heavy with a young good young group, and it's really frustrating because we had a chance this year. And uh, right, so I guess the, that leads us into our next question: is at what point the, you know how where was your team at? At what point of the season were you guys in? Yeah, so we had played. Uh... You know, for us, we do our non-conference slate of games in, in February. Um, we have 10 games to play in there. We played eight, um, traveled to, to Northern California twice, um, came back, and we were, uh, what, five and three um, off of a split and a series win um, down there. Um, then we had our first conference series at Concordia, which, you know, didn't go in our favor. Um then we're able to bounce back at our home opener, which is kind of uh, something to be able to hang our hat on with this season that you still had a chance to, to have a home opener and play at home um, with, with kind of unpredictable weather in the Northwest to have a good weekend. There was, was fruitful for us and um, only end up getting in three or four games in that weekend, um, winning two, uh, losing one. And then the last game that we weren't able to finish with uh with some travel constraints, ended up in a tie. But um, you know, for all intents and purposes, you finish off your season with a with a series win and feel good about things. But um, but yeah, you're still left in that kind of what if mode of you know you're riding really high. You know, we had exit meetings last week with with all our guys, and they really felt it. You know, after a, a tough start on the conference slate, that we'd really turned a corner. Um, had 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 a really successful weekend against the. The setting conference champions, and um, we're really on a groove. Um, but kind of leaves us in that kind of what what if mode, and 
and whatnot. But uh, you know, he finished with a, a winning record, which which is successful. And again, it doesn't take away the fact that our the rest of the season was taken away. But uh, it definitely builds some confidence for the returning guys that that uh, you know you finished on a high note and um, and the seniors are able to, to hang their hat on a good year that, that if they're not able to come back again, that they, you know, finished with, with kind of some wins at home with, with their families and, and people in attendance. And, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously unfortunate, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, just kind of a, a blip of the season, but we were, we were feeling pretty good about things. Mm-hmm. I know for us, it really hurt that first, uh, the first scheduled game that we were supposed to play, and it was going to be a night game down at Sela High School. Our our mm-hmm. kids' house was going to play their JV, and gosh, man, if you guys haven't been to Sela, and you if you've been to Sela and you know how nice that facility is, like Coach Archer, who will right. have, I'm sure we'll have Arch on here and hear one of these episodes. And oh yeah, that was a heartbreaker, man. I was working, I was driving a tractor, doing something, and, and I should have been at, at the baseball field with lights on. And wow. oh, that was it was heartbreaking, but yeah. Which leads me to our last question for you: uh, How are you handling the dead time? I mean, you're you're not able to recruit. You can't get out. I mean, I think you could have phone calls and whatnot. But what are you doing to pass this time? Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically what we're doing right here. It's, it's continuing conversations <laughs> with with uh, potential recruits for us. Um, it's continuing conversations with other coaches, and I think it was a sharing of ideas of of how are we handling. You know, our players right now, are we sending them home? Are you keeping them? Um, what are you doing about practice? You know, that, that's all levels of, of this game. You know, I've talked to coaches at every single level of of, uh, of college baseball and just kind of in that hold pattern. But, you know, initially it's just kind of continuing conversations. Um, we're, we're a very tight-knit group in the Pacific Northwest, as you know. And mm-hmm. um, I think the best part about what we have here is, is just how close our coaches are. Um, you know, we have quite a few events that are, are day long, weekend long, week long events. Um, it's really allowed some really good relationships to be built with myself in the Northwest um, to the point where, you know, we're in the, we're in the business of really trying to help out every potential kid and, and, and aspiring coach that we can, you know, that we have, continual conversations of, you know, this guy doesn't fit for me, but he might fit for your program and, and really trying to help boost, boost this Northwest baseball scene. You know, I know there's been some programs here that have, have started to put it on the map. You know, you talked about Oregon state and, and whatnot winning college world series, um, in the early two thousands and university of Washington, you know, going deep in the college world series and, um, other small programs, you know, division three programs going to world series and, um, and the likes of that. So, um, it's just kind of continuing the conversation, you know, not, not being distant, um, continuing to talk with people. I think the one thing that that's still been afforded to us is the phone, um, whether a text or a phone call. So, um, just trying to stay in touch with people and, and share kind of our stories of, of what our seasons might've been and how we move forward of things was, was kind of the most important thing. And then, uh, Above all else, it's uh, it's getting some quality time on the golf course. I think was the uh, was one of the first things we we went to during this process. Are you shooting any better after the two week layoff? No, I mean it, it was almost too much. You know, got out a few times. Um, you know, trying to occupy time a little bit there outside of meetings and stuff like that. And uh, 
had to take a little bit of a break and you know, hopefully we're able to get back out there again soon. But <laughs> the, the closest thing us as coaches have to, to competing and, uh, you know, had a, had a round or two that was okay. And, uh, and again, just kind of hopeful to be able to go out and compete in that realm. And, and also just, just looking forward to that next, next opportunity to play and compete as a baseball team again. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that might lead to a, a potential future, I don't know. Maybe we can get a nice little fungo golf tournament sponsored by the yes. PNW yes. Fungo Banter Podcast, and uh, I think that'd be a lot yes. of fun. Absolutely, I think we all brag about our fungo skills, but until you get on a fungo golf course, it's uh, really separates the men from the boys. At that point, hundred percent. Maybe we could even challenge home and away series against other programs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So home be- course is set up. It's definitely a, a good setup at our place. I know you probably have one of yours as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but ours at Kittitas, yeah, you got to play the wind. You got to know how to play that 30, 40 mile an hour gust to the right, to left center field. So I think we got all about home field advantage. That's right, baby. <laughs> it's all about it. Well, I think I want to echo that a little bit about the, you know, the camera or the community of coaches. And I know that the high school ranks, um, that especially in our league, you know, we've, we've kept close and, and Jason Jarrett, the head coach at Tri-Cities Prep, he's one that we've been talking right. to and he's going to be on the next, uh, I'll be interviewing him next and he's going to join us as co-host and we're going to, we're all three of us are going to knock this thing out of the park here. And, and I know that I felt bad for Sean Thompson. He's a, he's a lifelong coach in the Northwest and he's mm-hmm. first year coaching at Columbia Burbank and season mm-hmm. gets nicked like this and, and I'm sure yeah. we'll have him on, but, uh, no, I think we'll, uh, you know, we're going to lead this into, we'll wrap this thing up and, and towards the end of the week, we'll have an episode with coach Jarrett talking about, you know, the Tri-Cities prep and where they were at. And, and, uh, we got, we got, uh, our first, uh, our next college, our next college guest will be coming up later in the week, Kelly. Yes. Yes. I have, uh, one of my good buddies, uh, Mr. Coach Jeff Calhoun, uh, head coach at Viola University in Southern California. Los Angeles there, um, Northwest guy himself that has a really great backstory of, uh, of where he's been in the, in the coaching realm, a very, very long path of things. But someone I've definitely stayed in touch with as, as he's continued things and a program that was really off to one of, if not the best starts in the division two, um, baseball realm, um, to be cut short for him on his first year as a head coach. I know it's tough for him and, uh, you know, he's got great perspective, great stories, um, for us to share here. So it'll be a great opportunity to move forward. But, you know, I think I look forward to, to, I know, I think us, I kind of alluded to earlier as college coaches, we're, we're very connected and have opportunities to, to be around each other quite a bit, but, you know, connecting the, uh, the college coach with the high school coach on, on this thing, I think is really going to help, um, kind of bridge, maybe some gaps from time to time that, you know, we reach out to a high school coach just because we want one of his players not to necessarily build a relationship with them. So to, to kind of create relationships there and, and, um, you know, talk about the Northwest coaching tree a little bit is always a treat and, uh, really look forward to continuing this thing and bringing on a lot of really great people in, in this area that mean a lot for their schools and their communities and, and uh, all that that surrounds it. Absolutely. Well, I know my goal with this is that we'll come, uh, you know, whether we're in the, at the ABCA convention or the, the Northwest convention down there in Portland next year, but the, 
you know, the, the bar room's going to get a little bit fuller. Pacific Northwest coaches all hanging out and talking and, and hope this brings Absolutely. it all together. We'll, we'll all share these times together, and uh, I think we'll really be better for it in the long run. Absolutely. Well, we'll wrap this up with, uh, you know, check us out on, uh, we're, right now we're on Spotify. We're waiting to hear back from Apple Podcasts. We'll be on there shortly and, and all the other major po- or podcast platforms. Check us out on Twitter, at FungoBanterPMW. Share us. Tell everybody about us. Let's get this thing fired up and get get the, the word out. And until next end of this next week, we look forward to getting with you guys and, and take care of one another. And here's to a, another week of getting better as baseball coaches. And thank you, Kelly, for joining us. Absolutely. Looking forward to continuing this and uh, hang in there, everyone. Take care.